Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stacks. I say Sunnydale, like Sunnydale Stacks. <laughs> Sunnydale Stacks! <laughs> this is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're hopping on a school bus away from the Stacks as we take a field trip to the Big Apple to review Simply Irresistible. So, 1999... Oh, I couldn't tell from the opening credits. Is that when this movie happened? I had no idea. Oh. Uh, so th- th- we're obviously choosing this one because it stars um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be in between seasons two and three is when she filmed this. I think around that. Yeah, because it was just as like Buffy was like gaining popularity. So they're like, oh, let's cast Sarah Michelle Gellar in something. Which makes this weird if you think about age wise that like. She's playing a high schooler on Buffy, but at the same time, she's like grown adult running a business mm-hmm. <laughs> in this romantic comedy. Like dating this like obviously 30-year-old man. Right. Uh, played by Jean-Patrick Flannery. Mm-hmm. You can also totally tell this between seasons two and three because the beginning of season three, like a lot of dying going on to get her hair from the brown mm-hmm. in this back yeah. to the blonde. And it's almost like a, a reddish brown. It's a weird color. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, it just doesn't. Maybe I'm just so used to uh, blonde, Buffy. blonde bu- Buffy. Like I preferred in uh, Cruel Intentions, even like the like really strict like mm-hmm. brunette. This I don't know. It just it feels like trying too hard uh, or something. Okay, I don't know. I got gotcha. you. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's maybe it's it's hair that everybody loved. <laughs> maybe it was the best part of the movie. So this is directed by Mark Tarlov, uh, who's directed like one other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the curse of Tarlov. <laughs> I directed 2004's Temptation, which I've never heard of. Cool. Uh, also written by Judith Roberts, her only writing credit. So this is this is somebody's passion product project. It's only the best. And not to spoil anything, guys, I almost feel like this is a good argument against what I fight for a lot, which is big studios making smaller movies. <laughs> This is a $6 million movie. This is... Six million? Yes. This is so... I'm very confused as to how they got two big name star actors. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, they're not Tom Cruise. No. But, like, SMG was noticeable by Mm -hmm. then. Sean Patrick Flannery, I think, at that point was... Was pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. How did they attach these two stars to a movie that doesn't even have a name director? I'm guessing it was just, like... The thing of being a lead in a movie. It's the, it's probably the same reason why Eddie Murphy has done a lot of really bad movies. It's like, That's you can be the he lead. Wants the money. Well, yeah. It's like, we can get you the lead in a movie, pay a lot of money. And like, I can see the temptation. If somebody offered me a lot of money to be in a movie and I got to be the lead, that, that sounds like pretty tempting. I wonder how long shooting took. Cause if they're like, here's a butt ton of money shooting takes a week you're like yeah i I can't i mean i want to redo my kitchen we may have to do some reshoots with the crab (laughs) that crab he's just phoning it in (laughs) smg says that this is her least favorite movie on her resume yep i can see why and it has the distinction of being the last film that siskel ever reviewed yes he gave it to them down it 
it may have killed me in this one, guys. <laughs> so you've seen this before, right? Uh, y- yeah. Yeah, I wish I hadn't. I'm glad I didn't see it, like, at the time. Because I feel like at the time, <laughs> it was, like, late 90s to early 2000s. I was, like, teenage age kid. And my taste in movies was real bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm afraid I might have liked it. It's, okay, so... Yeah, this would have come out my freshman year of high school, I think. Ooh, that's um, dangerous. It was on TV all the time. Yeah. Just, I've seen this so many times, Mike. Mm. So many oh. times. Always on TV. And then I um, always watched it when it was on TV because I really liked it. Oh. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil how, I, how I'm how i going to feel about it at the end of this. We'll we'll get there. We'll, 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 we'll all get there, I think. Might not be too much of a surprise, but I think it might. Okay. That being said, let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on Simply Irresistible. Uh, Points off for not using. Song simply irresistible as the opening title. They they didn't. They only had six million dollars. They didn't have simply irresistible money. Why did you title it simply irresistible if you weren't going to use the song? Um, I don't want to spoil alternate title roundup because I don't have okay an international title, but there will be an alternate title at the end, guys. Yes, stay tuned. Awesome. So SMG is playing Amanda who is shopping for ingredients at a farmer's market for her failing restaurant. And so it's doing so poorly that they assume that like she's closing or they're. I'm, I'm assuming it was the, uh, the other woman that works there. Her aunt, her aunt had told the farmer's market people, I guess when she went there sometime recently, like, Oh, they're raising the rent. So I don't think we're going to be able to stay open. Yeah. And then I guess everyone, everyone just assumed like, Okay, time to mourn the death of this restaurant to the person running it. Yeah, that is just rude. Yeah. So she meets the friendly neighborhood crab man. <laughs> oh, you mean Gene O'Reilly? <laughs> is that the name of the actor? No, that is the name of the character who briefly, like, flashing you'll miss it, names his character, full name, Gene O'Reilly. Okay. Uh, we cool. never really get an explanation for this dude at all. And it's that one kind of thing where if it was like, he just like was there once in the beginning and it was just kind of like, ooh, he vanished. But then he like comes back a couple times. Does he? He's the cab driver in a different hat. I had no idea he was the cab driver. I was going to say they needed to bring him back at the end, um, but then they needed to do a better job of bringing him back at the end because I didn't think we ever saw him again. And and it's also, it's kind of weird because like, so he's, he's like the crab keeper well so he he's he it wants to sell her not give her because mm-hmm. no. he charges her money yes <laughs> for crabs she does not want no she does not want his crabs <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen yep. it's gonna happen <laughs> look at the timestamp here <laughs> all right so if you were taking bets if you're between eight and nine minutes into the podcast, the first crabs joke happened. <laughs> I think uh, you, you won your pool. Uh, 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 so, um, but he says, there, you know, your mom wanted you to have these. 
And she, I mean, she gives in. She's like, okay, well, here's money. <laughs> you don't, you have money to throw away on fancy crabs. Yeah, even if, I mean, yeah, she doesn't know that they're raising the rent, but it's not like the restaurant's doing great. And she says, I don't know what to do with these. And you already, you admit later that you feel like you're not a great cook. Well, start with chicken. Yeah. Don't start with seafood. You admittedly have no idea what to do. Or like a nice, like a nice cod. Or mm-hmm. a nice mahi mahi, so easy to cook. Mm-hmm. Like you get, then it seems like you're fancy because it's seafood. But like, yeah, it's not an ocean insect that sure. you have to like uh, wrestle into a pot. Sure. Um, also, like if you try to guilt trip me into getting crabs and being like, your mother wanted you. To, I, I mean, fuck right off. Yeah, that wouldn't work on me. That's also super creepy. Like I don't know you. Yeah. Why do you know me? And why are you trying to sell me crabs? But this crab is better than Lassie. Leads her right to Sean Patrick Flannery. Is it better because it's clearly a robot? I mean, uh, his name is Tom, mm-hmm. which confused me because very generic boy name. Mm-hmm. And then like the name of the restaurant is Jonathan. So I kept calling him John, but it's not his mm. restaurant. His boss is John. He's Tom. That's I kept calling uh, SMG cross for a similar reason. <laughs> uh, so he's a, what do you, what do you think about? Tom, what's what is your first impression of Tom? Um, he seems like a generic romantic interest. I see. I feel like the opposite. He's not charming at all. I don't know why she's charmed by him. He's kind of a condescending dick. What what I should say is he's more like the the romantic interest the lead isn't supposed to go out with. Okay, sure. Like there's the like the two. Which guy should I go with? And he would be the guy who's like, he's like rich and handsome, yep. but he doesn't really get her. Yes. Like that's who he, yeah. he comes off as. Yeah. Yeah. Actually through lots of the movie. Yes. Very condescending. Mm-hmm. I don't get, I mean, he's very pretty, yeah. but other than that, I don't get the appeal. Mm-hmm. SMG is running a restaurant with her aunt. As you said, they've raised the rent, which they can afford. Uh, she says the same proverb that, Crab guy said, the wind from one door slamming opens another. Spooky. They both use the same weird phrase. Um, I guess that's the the first magic. Oh, no. I guess he disappeared. Must be strange magic. That's not simply irresistible either. Strange magic. What movie starts with that? Um, Probably Witches of Eastwick. Something like that. There's definitely a magic movie that starts with. I'm sure there is. Strange magic. Even that would have been a better opening song than whatever weird 90s thing they opened it, was it with. Very and that chick 90s font. Flick. Yeah. Yeah. So there, Tom's having a press conference in his department store, the first ever four star restaurant in a department store. So it is a slow news day, guys. <laughs> Seriously. Um, also, like I, I, I don't, I don't follow like fancy restaurants because mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I, I like my burgers, mm-hmm. but so there's five stars now, though, right? Um, I think if you're talking Michelin stars, it might only be four. I'd have okay. to check. All right, yeah, I don't know. Um, also, like I, the way that they're freaking out, we're like, it's in a department store. I'm like, I feel like this is a Whoa. thing now. Have you been to the top floor of Macy's? <laughs> well, I mean, and well, that's the crazy thing is, it's not like. Dining in department stores is new. That's right. been around for at least a hundred years. Well, they make a point of saying four star restaurant. Yeah, but that just seems like a natural evolution. It's like, yeah, you know, it's you're you know, spending a shit ton of money in our store. 
It would be like, and now McDonald's has a third pounder. What? <laughs> Call the international media. It's like, no, like that just seems like seems a thing they might do. Natural evolution. Taco <laughs> Bell put something else inside a taco shell. What? No. What will their stoner clientele think? Oh, that might be cool. Uh, so Tom's girlfriend is played by Amanda Peet. Mm-hmm. She is very fast moving. Three dates. And she has downloaded her schedule onto his calendar. And and like, he did he know she was even in the office? No. So like, that's real. Okay, this is going to be the first of many conversations we have about consent during this movie. <laughs> um, not cool. Like real, well, that's like, a real invasion of privacy. His um his friend Lois, blonde mm-hmm. lady, famous actress whose name escapes me right now. Um, oh, uh, Patricia Clarkson. Yes, yes, love her. Mm-hmm. But she kind of insinuates that he's just has a fear of commitment. Like no, 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 no. She's actually like a crazy person. That's an insane thing. <laughs> Even if you've been dating for a long time, that's still like a little creepy and like boundary crossing yeah especially after three dates yes even if you move in together there needs to be a conversation about like maybe don't touch my computer without Mm -hmm. asking yeah but then you get like the other end of why he's a creepy weirdo because he has graphs talking about how the third date is when relationships go bad how do you map out happiness why are there multiple graphs is this for like different relationships because I think if you're going to do it, it would just be an aggregate. Like, Well, I mean, you should at least, there should be, happiness should be determined by several things. I mean, yeah. it's not like a clear cut measurement. But, and also like, they're really, they're pretty complex graphs where it looks like there's like markations that I'm assuming for each date, but there's like ups and downs in between. It's like, what? By the hour, by the hour of the date, here's how I'm feeling. See, the problem is, Mike, that after three dates, it becomes, dun-dun-dun, a relationship. This is where we get a, his, uh, his tight five on relationships, because he's a, apparently a failed stand-up comedian who runs a department store. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that in high school, I had a lot of, um, I had like a theory about three months, mm-hmm. because I had a lot of relationships that all like died like, on the three-month anniversary. Oh. I, th- I think uh, my my view on that theory is you were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That is exactly it. But I thought it was onto a trend there. And mm. I was like, there's something about three months. I'm that just is- imagining there's a wall of like school newspaper clippings <laughs> and yarn attached at various points. No, the lesson there is that's how long people can stand me. Oh, <laughs> well, listeners, we disagree, right? Oh, that's right. They can't, they can't talk back. <laughs> Or they can, and that was the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we also get the shoehorned in thing up here about paper airplanes. (laughs) Like it's almost so crazy that you have to think. There's no way this is a plot point they're introducing. Because how could it be? I will say that the dealio behind him, the like sculpture, yeah. That is a cool home decor thing. Mm-hmm. Separate from if you're obsessed with paper airplanes and beating a world record, which if if you're really into beating a world record, you should be more obsessed than yeah. the two conversations we have about it. But the the home decor thing behind you is cool. Mm-hmm. It's very minimalist. I like it. Uh, so Amanda breaks the news of their closing to her sous chef, 
Nolan, who I love. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things where I'm just sad to see him here because he was like really good on The Wire and now he's mm-hmm. on Deuce and it's like, oh, you're you're better than this role, man. Oh, I felt the opposite. I was like, oh, this guy. I like this guy. I'm happy to see him. Hey, guy. I could, yeah. I mean, it's I, not I like he it. has he to live there permanently. Yeah. But like, and I'm sure it was a good paycheck. And this is probably before he like really hit big on TV or whatever. But it just kind of feels like, oh, man, you, you deserve better. You should be in her own romantic comedy. All right. I'm going to... Spoilers here. I enjoyed this movie. All right. <laughs> so. Well, this is the last episode, guys. <laughs> going to sign off here. Back out. <laughs> it's Kristen show, and Kristen unironically enjoyed this movie, and Nolan was part of that. I enjoyed Nolan. Even the doll... Well, I guess we'll get there when we get there. I don't even know how that sentence was going to finish, so I'm excited to see where that was going. Uh, and also the regulars, they have like four people in the restaurant mm. that are there every day. Uh, it's a lot of money to spend on their part. I mean, it's not enough to like save the restaurant, but still, that's it's, it's nice. You're supposed to cook your lunches and then bring them to work in Tupperware. Saves money. Well, I get the feeling it's all like re- retired people. Sure. They're yeah. coming to the restaurant. They're on a fixed income, Mike. I, how do we know? If they're in Tribeca in New York, they're probably doing okay. That's fair. Social security, though. Don't don't use all of it up. We need it at some point. Tom and his girlfriend are supposed to go out somewhere to lunch, mm-hmm. but end up in front of Amanda's restaurant they because they won't get of off the this. hat man. The hat man. You know Gene O'Reilly. Oh, that was it. Oh, he was the he was the cab driver. Oh, I thought he was the cab at the end. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I just considered it fucking he, karma because get off your cell phones, assholes. He should have been the cab at the end because that's another point I have. Uh, she just did that cab driver. Oh yeah, no, she she, she just fucked with that cab driver. Um, okay, this cab driver, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, but also get off your cell phones. Mm-hmm. And this is before people were even on their cell phones all the time. Sure, it's it is just rude. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're having a loud, shouty conversation in the back of a car, no one enjoys that. It's one thing if you're like texting, text away. Mm-hmm. That's silent. Yeah. Uh, so they get dropped off in front of her restaurant and Tom says like, oh, we'll just eat here. Amanda Pete's character is just, this is a bitch. You just immediately, you're just like, you just. Well, it's, it's weird because she's like a bitch, but also not very observant because she does not have nearly enough reaction to like, uh, when the crab bit me, that line. Oh. Where it's like, that's, that's weird. Like you must acknowledge <laughs> that's a weird, that. <laughs> that's a weird thing to talk about. So, you know, when she had been at the farmer's market, she's like, I'm going to make, use this crab to make crab uh, Napoleon because of an advertisement for a museum, yeah. uh, which I was like, wow, that's okay. So you just have to invent this dish. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Oh. That's that's a real dish. I looked it up. I didn't realize and that. And it looks like the thing that she makes, makes and like invented in her, like yeah. thought of on the fly. It's very weird. Yeah, it is. Because it's not like something that I think a mass I mean, maybe we're weird and everybody knows what crab Napoleon is, but I don't think so. Well, and then she did not act like she had ever, she acted like she was making that up on the fly. Yeah. And I could get it being a joke if it's something like we have a special on, uh, and just looking at stuff and like eggs. And then it's an ad for a Benedict Arnold eggs, eggs Benedict. Sure. Yeah. And then she like has to make a, a, the perfect eggs Benedict. But when it's like a dish that, I certainly had never heard of that sounds like it's probably made up. Sure. But could be a real thing. Like in the same way that could be like, oh, I'm using it to make uh, 
crab Washington. Yeah. That like that might be a thing, or but yeah. it doesn't sound like it. it sounds like I said a fancy name at the mm-hmm. end there. Yeah, so it's just like a little a little model. It's not even that far off from like a cute joke that sure. I expect in like a, a a light comedy. Sure. Also, this this dish though. It looks amazing and I want to try it. I'm very confused by it. This is the other reason I looked yeah. it up because like the orange flat pieces look like they would be um, hard. Mm. Is that the crab? What is that? That because looks I think like the... salmon to me. Well, but like, obviously it can't. They're not going to have crab and be, salmon. But it looked like I don't think it's the crab meat. I think the crab meat is mixed in with the salad in between the things. Yeah, that looks so like I just I, I want a little explanation of to like, what is that? If I see that on a menu, what should I order it's it? It's magic. Strange magic. That should have been the name of the movie. <laughs> That'd be fine. Uh, so Magic Crab escapes and uh, heads up to the shelf. It just kind of hangs out for the rest of the hangs movie. Hangs out there for a while. They get a lot of use out of just the same clip of him wiggling his claw. <laughs> and then it feels like a weird thing where I know they obviously move the crab, but it seems like every time it just does the same little movements of like, I swear it has the same shot. Yep. Uh, Also, uh, what's it eating? And is it just pooping right there and staying inside Uh, in its own poop? It's eating magic and pooping (laughs) magic. (laughs) That's what goes into all the dishes to make them taste so good. Magic crab poop. Well, is is this time I should bring out my crazy conspiracy theory? Sure. Go for it. There is no magic in the movie. Okay. That uh, the magic crab man... Is just uh, either somebody who has found or has through a careful studied use of psychotropic drug, drugs mm-hmm. made a crab that is laden with like acid ecstasy okay. type drugs. Sure. And that it's just contaminating all the food. Oh. And okay. making everyone have very vivid hallucinations. Okay. Yeah, that would be possible. I think that's a much more Occam's Razor explanation. Um, why everyone acts like they've been drugged immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it just makes more sense. Sure. And also it, You've it got makes, a live unwashed crab in the, yeah, in the restaurant. Sure. And it makes my idea for a sequel where after they finally come all the way down off the drugs, Sarah Michelle Geller and, uh, Sean Flannery realize what's happened, that they've, uh, uh, been like screwed with by this, this crazy man who's ruined their lives. Cause you know, everyone gets violently ill after the, uh, the opening of the restaurant at the end. So they they take their revenge on him. <laughs> oh. It's a revenge film is the sequel. Wonderful. It's called Resistible. <laughs> Another reason I don't like the girlfriend, she orders off menu. I know we're supposed to hate her, but it's like even a little too too like bitchy to be like, not only am I going to order off menu, I'm going to order a weird dish and pretend like it's very common. Yeah, you expect her to finish the sentence. She's like, could you just make me a simple? You expect her to be like, chicken breast salad. Yeah. Like, you know, just so, especially because like she's a trim woman. That's, mm-hmm. you know, the stereotype of like, I only eat lettuce. Mm-hmm. Um, So when she's, you know, and not even just like grilled chicken breast and yeah. broccoli. Fine. I would expect that. Um, But yeah, specifically chicken paillard, which I've never heard of. If you were going to say like chicken marsala or something, fine. And like it, it just it's you see it. It's just a heavy meal for lunch, like a giant wallop of mashed potato, and yeah. Uh, the Rube Goldberg martini looks awesome. I it does look fun. I would want to have that. Although I do question the use of Tangeray vodka. 
I do. Does Tanqueray make a vodka? Apparently, at least they did at the time of this movie, because that's the vodka that's used in it, which I'm sure was product placement. I was going to say, they could get, a, if it's not a real vodka, they could have gotten more money mm-hmm. if they had, like, done product placement and put a no. kettle one there. But obviously, it wasn't very good product placement, because it's very easy to miss. Yeah. Yeah. Tanqueray vodka. Hmm. I like your gin. Stick to gin, Tangeray. Unless you're, maybe your vodka's really good. I don't know. I don't I don't drink vodka, but I will drink all the gin. Thank you. While SNG cooks, she makes a wish about wanting to make the perfect meal. I should learn nothing from Buffy. Don't make I wish statements. <laughs> and she has all the words for delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn. Look at that plate. The, the pretty crab salad sandwich layer lasagna looking thing. Now, this is one thing that I, I'm legitimately unsure of. Mm. I want to get your read on it. Is she actually making the food or is it magically happening? Oh, no. My read is that she's totally making it. It's just that her feelings are going into... It's not even like magic like she makes mm-hmm. things happen. It's just that her... Whatever she's feeling when she's making a dish is what you're going to feel when you eat it. Okay. So the fact that she's feeling... You know, oh, I want to, you know, make something scrumptious and delectable. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's feeling yeah. when he eats it. The contra- contrast to that is that when she makes the chicken paillard, mm-hmm. she is hammering that thing with the texturizer yeah. and be like, she's not made perfect for him. She's too goddamn perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you can't see that, then I feel sorry for you. And Amanda Pete just repeats those words exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a little weird because. She almost seems loopy, happy when she's repeating the stuff, which is weird to me. It, it seems more pleasurable than what SMG was putting into it. Fair. Yeah. Um, uh, although in the rest of the movie, I think it's pretty consistent. Though, like what her emotional state is, is what goes into the food. Like that, I think mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie is pretty clear. Um, but there is something with the editing where except for on the part where she makes the eclairs, like that's the only time that I feel like they do the – actual like making of the food mm-hmm. montage in a way that's not confusing because the other times with the weird like time lapse it i feel like you could very easily interpret it as the food magically prepares itself just bad editing yeah yeah like they don't make it clear that she's still making the food all along the way mm-hmm. but it's just like has her emotions in it as well so, like, it was just one thing that I felt was unclear. I'm not sure what the movie was trying to tell me. I gotcha. I understand. Amanda Pete, I forget her character's name. When she bites in, she, you know, repeats what Amanda says. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, oh. And the weird thing is she immediately go takes one bite and says, you're such a controlling asshole. I'm like, excuse yeah. me. You're the one that wants to know where he is all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I guess we could probably infer that. But we haven't seen evidence of that from him, which is kind of weird. No, not at all. Yeah. Opposite, he pushes her away. Mm-hmm. No. Meanwhile, Sean Patrick Flannery uh, repeats all of the delicious synonyms that Amanda mm-hmm. had said while she was cooking. Girlfriend smashes all the plates. Help call the call the police. Well, yeah, they're just like, and she's like smashing it right over people's heads. I'm yeah, like, that at other customers cut them. Yeah, I do like how Tom is just completely unfazed still eating, mm-hmm. and that their goodbye is so awkward. He's like, "Okay, bye." Uh, <laughs> she's like, "Ah, uh, see ya." Well, that I understand. He's under a magic spell, sure, and and so is she. So like, I don't blame her. But everyone else in the restaurant is just like, "Ooh, this is this is quite unusual." Nobody like has. Oh, their I response. feel like they've got they're like deer in headlights, stunned. <laughs> okay, I guess they're all they're all very uh, d- deer like. 
they're not good in a crisis is what no. I'm saying. I would not hire them at work because mm-hmm. if something bad happened, they'd be like, uh, so Patricia Clarkson, Lois, mm-hmm. really into boss man, Jonathan. Yep. Don't understand why. I mean, there's like the, the same kind of like weird energy I get from a Dylan Baker that, that like some people get from like a Steve Buscemi where I can, I can see it. Mm-hmm. It's like definitely not like your typical vision of like handsome leading man, but I, I get it. Like, okay. You're into your own thing, and there's something kind of like the pasty, controly guy. Maybe there's something, you know, from your past that he's into. I I mean, I get it. I definitely could see from the other side how he would be into her. Oh, she's, she's fabulous. Gorgeous. And she's um, funny. And she, oh, yeah, I love like, her. And this gets to the point where, like, I feel like their relationship would make a much more interesting movie to me. Mm. Like... Like her be, being like mostly all together, but being like head over heels for this guy who's who's very much in his own head about stuff. And that's it even seems more like a, a typical romantic comedy in a lot of ways. Whereas I don't I don't really get the conflict between our main characters. Yeah, that escalates quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next up, a man makes eclairs. Yummy. Mm-hmm. I want these. They did before the carbo look a little bit like Twinkies. And that'd be fine too. Yeah. That would be really <laughs> funny. It was just like lovingly making Twinkies. <laughs> Homemade Twinkies sounds fabulous. We should oh. have dessert while we review this film. I'm sure there's some like super ritzy place that has like a homemade, organic, gluten free Twinkie dessert somewhere. I mean, if you, you could, I bet you could make an eclair and call it a Twinkie and it'd be someone, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. Hey, don't make an eclair and call it a Twinkie. But they've got caramel on top. Oh, mm-hmm. Mike, they look so good. What I'm saying is don't watch this movie when you're hungry or on a diet. Because mm, yeah. it's just, I want all of it. Yeah, any movie involving food, just just uh, steer clear. Big trouble. <clears throat> Nolan's helping Amanda pick out an outfit. And what is he doing with those dolls? Okay, this is the part <laughs> I was talking about. That's super creepy and weird. Oh, that's the dolls. Like, he spends so much time just, like, mashing them into each other. I'm not even sure what... And she anticipated it. The second he walked in the room, she's like, hands off the dolls. Yes, and he has a history of doing this. This guy's a (laughs) real nut job. He just really wants to see some lesbian doll-on-doll action mashing their faces together. And he doesn't have a girlfriend. And it's one of those things where I'm not sure which one is a weirder idea that, like... Because I could see... Being an actor, you're just like, what do I do with my hands in this scene? And you're just like, in a take, just kind of like yeah. messing around with some dolls. And like, I could see that happening. But then a director saying, hey, that's going to look weird. Let's not do that. Or like, have it be like a little thing at the end. Yeah. Or I guess it could be that that was in the script that it was just like, he's goofy and wacky. He sees dolls and smashes them together, which is much more disturbing to me. Either one, I feel like. Should not have happened. Well, yeah, it's like, what's the re- Is it here to underline the idea that she's still sleeping in her childhood bedroom because this was her mom's restaurant? She lives above it. Is it underlining the fact that like men always think about sex and he's having the dolls oh, have sex? That would be interesting if he was really doing that. Yeah, that would just be like, in- because that's the point. So this is the conversation they're yeah. having, and she's like, "What do men think about?" And he's like, "Sex." Mm-hmm. So that would be in- if he immediately starts making dolls have sex. Yeah funnier but he's just mashing them together in a way like that kids do when right. they just like smash toys together yeah it's not sexual it's 
maybe fighting? Well, and it, you need to draw attention. If you're mm-hmm. doing that on purpose, you need to draw attention to yeah. like, like the same way later on, they're drawing attention to him, like mm-hmm. touching his belt. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, that, that works. works. That works. That's, I think that's been a problem with a lot of the comedy in the movie, which really is the part that for me falls flatter. Romance, I don't think is all the way there, but I could forgive it because it's like fairly likable leads. But I feel like so much of the comedy is just muddy. We're just like, what? what is the joke here? Well, this was her only movie she's ever written. Yeah, which <laughs> like, I feel like at th- this is a point where the studio system needs to come in and be like, um, we're going to do some rewrites. Yeah. You have a decent idea here. Decent idea. Let's bring in someone who has a comedy background mm-hmm. and can maybe punch up those jokes. Yeah, get some, really get make some them punch ups in there. You know, you know who um, Sarah Michelle Geller knows who um, is a known <laughs> script doctor. <laughs> They couldn't get him. Uh, yeah. He wasn't in high demand back then. Mm. So Nolan tells her that men think about sex 238 times a day, and they do it when they're readjusting their belts, which is something I still think about when I see men readjusting their belts. Uh, what are you talking about, Christian? Yeah. <laughs> so in the same way that in this scene, she's like, don't tell me that. Now I'm going to be thinking about that every time I see mm. a guy do that. It's like, yes, <laughs> because the same thing happened to me when I watched this movie, and I was like, and my brain has logged that mm-hmm. forever. So what's going on. So like... Small town sheriffs are always thinking about sex. All the time. Yeah, (laughs) they're so frustrated. So she puts on the next dress and he adjusts his belt. Mm -hmm. And that's a a cute moment. She's like, yeah, really? Yeah. And like that, that's like clear. And uh, yeah, that uh, that I did enjoy. At the department store, uh, the the guy with the perfume display, this guy cracks me up. I like the like, their back and forth is so weird. The like. Don't adjust, just admire. Never. Just, I mean, the, the because you expect the the worker bee to be like, get the fuck away from me and let me just do my job and I want to go home and go on break. But the worker bee is just as passionate about this stupid perfume display as the boss, and I find that well, hilarious. And the adjustment is he moves one bottle for them to. Well, he's like he's like the circle on whatever the. I, there must be like boxes on the bottom or oh. like square versus circle and like just admire it just oh yes you're a genius like oh my god you guys <laughs> it's like and like two men having this conversation is hilarious to me mm. what men can't wear perfume they can i just i mean anyone being this passionate about a display in a department store because you the what thing are you those? always get <laughs> the thing you always get is like the grocery store clerk that's like exhaustingly putting mm-hmm. stuff away and oh why do i have to stack paper towels so it's funny to get the opposite about like no i'm actually really invested in this <laughs> uh so snG comes to replace the plates which is not really what he said he said send me the bill and she's like well i'll just buy plates from your store uh, which i mean i think it's pretty obvious she she just wants to see him oh sure yeah, yeah. Um, I love her coat. <laughs> I know, like, Buffy, not usually a fan of her coats, yeah. and she has a lot of them. She has, in this movie, she has, like, three different brightly colored trench coats. Yeah. And I want all of them. This one is, like, an orange brocade. Oh, and yeah, it's, like, yeah, that one. full length. Mm-hmm. And I literally Googled after, like, I had to pause this and Google, like, full length trench coat. No, you can get a full length winter coat. I don't want that. I want a cool looking orange brocade trench coat. You can't get it. Someone make me an orange brocade trench coat. If you're a real fan of the show, you'd make a trench coat for Chris. <laughs> 
so Tom doesn't wear a belt, mm-hmm. which it makes the <gasps> adjusting of the belt. But he does have suspenders. Ah, uh, Mike's then, the fan. And that, yep. Oh, this one doesn't snap. <laughs> He's trying to snap it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he says, you know, she tells him about the 238 times, and he does the math, and he says that would mean I'd think about sex every four minutes. Nope, that's accurate. No, I think that that works. It's one of the again, like it, it's it's a clear thing where it's like, oh, he's going to do the math, and then you'd think like he's going to say, oh, that's ridiculous, but then he, he does the up, like that's well, comedy, and then it escalates it, and yeah. she's like, but I've been here twenty minutes, yeah, <laughs> I'm like yeah. ah, I see what you did there, and then her response after that about like one good sexual thought takes at least twenty minutes, like ah, oh, damn, I like this conversation. This is all good. It's all good, all of it. The belt pays off because he's wearing suspenders. I love it. What do you think? Every four minutes. Is that weird? Is that accurate? Maybe if you average. Well, what do you mean by like has a. Because it's not like. like yeah, it's like walk, define I'm a sexual walk, thought. I'm walk. I'm walk. Ah, uh, sex thought. Shame. And like, what if you like have an extended series of sex thoughts? Does that. Is that one? Or is that. And what if you're actually having sex? Is that a sex thought? Well, it says an average of 238 mm-hmm. times yeah. a day. So you could have an hour where you're just thinking about it straight. Yeah. And then, like, four hours where it just, like, doesn't come up. Sure. And it doesn't come up. <laughs> but I'm jing. You know, it does come up, though, is a CGI plane. Uh, when he does the paper airplane. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so they share a fondness for that. This is another instance of this coming up and being kind of shoehorned in there where he's he's holding on. Or he paper airplanes the receipt. Mm-hmm. And then he throws it and ends up in the woman's hair. I feel like there's a version of the movie where it's a little bit more about both of them kind of embracing their their passion and their dreams. Mm. Where the department store job is a little more stifling for him. Sure. And that's why he like is so obsessed with the paper airplanes. Yeah. And then it's kind of through like finding each other and like this magic. They both kind of find a way to like be themselves while still like mm-hmm. being successful in their lives. He always wanted to be an engineer and mm-hmm. now he's going to go back into design school or something. Yeah. Or just like bring some more of like his passion to the store instead of being like strictly withheld to the like the old fashioned standards. And bossed around by Jonathan. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What I found weird. So the restaurant is failing because she's a bad cook. Yeah. It's not failing like despite the fact that she's a wonderful cook, but she only needed confidence or she's a wonderful cook, but there's no marketing. No Mm -hmm. one's ever heard of her, but because of X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. now she's in the newspaper and people are coming to her restaurant. No, without this crab, she is legitimately a bad cook and she only becomes a good cook because of magic. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Yeah. And then it's one of those things where, What's the lesson, Kristen? Uh, yeah, no. Like, I, wait I, for I a magic crab to make you good at shit? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's one of those things where you expect it to be like mm-hmm. the magic. It, it was inside you all along. You don't yeah. need the magic crab. Mm-hmm. You did it. Like, he actually wasn't doing yeah. anything. There is no magic. You're just that and talented. They kind of have the moment where it's like revealed like, oh, no, he really does love her. It wasn't just the food. They sure. have that moment, but they don't have the moment where it's like, and you're a decent cook. It's like, as far as we know, if that crab dies, she's She's fucked. Yes. Her career is over. Yes. That's my problem is that like. And that crab's just walking around with a top hat at the end. He's going to get killed. 
That I mean that that's my big problem is the idea that like no she's actually just she is a terrible cook yeah and I feel like there's a way you could have framed it a little bit more as like yeah there's a magical element but it's more about her finding like her 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 love and passion for cooking instead of just being like and this is stuff the movie tries to communicate at some mm-hmm. points but doesn't do very effectively where it's more that like. She just feels obligated to do this restaurant because that's what her mom did. Well, I mean, I feel like when she's making his crab thing and she's talking about how I just want to make one really amazing meal, I feel like that she's showing passion for it. Um, It doesn't seem like it's something she has to do. It just seems it's a bummer that it's not working out. Yeah, which I, I, yeah, it's something about it just doesn't work for me on that level where... Yeah, it's just a story about how a magic crab makes somebody good at stuff. And then that also makes her fall in love and makes him fall in love. And nobody has any agency. <laughs> well, it would be better if so, like if what the crab did the very first time we saw him, mm-hmm. right, is he drew Amanda to yeah. Tom. And you mm-hmm. think, you know, he, he magicked them into meeting because yeah. whatever, they're soulmates. Mm-hmm. They meant to be together. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But like if the crab did similar things that led to Amanda say being in the newspaper or that led a food critic into her restaurant. And that's how he's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, this hidden gem with amazing food. Why is this restaurant failing? And then he writes a review and that's how she gets popular. Or yeah. Or even, even something a little closer to what they do where like, she's almost there with the cooking and then it's just little things the crab does. It's like maybe the first thing is like the crab accidentally spills something in the food. And she's like, oh, this is going to be ruined. Well, let me taste it. I was like, actually, that tastes pretty good. Yeah. Maybe let me put this and this in to balance it out. Mm-hmm. So it's like little nudges as opposed to just, well, here's some magic fog for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everything's solved. I'm crab god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so SMG gives him his eclair, which makes him kind of mm-hmm. like hyper. He gets like a sugar high very quick. Like so, sometimes this is like just straight up somebody tripping on an illicit substance. Not even like I'm in love. It's like, oh man, oh I can't get some more of those eclairs. She put some cocaine in it. Yeah. Just like in thin mints. So he shows her to the restaurant mm-hmm. that he's building and they have a fantasy dance number where they're really Which, there like staring into each other's eyes. That's that's the thing is like I love the idea of a fantasy dance. I mean they sure. do a decent job of the dancing, but I'm not sure what it is. If it's just them looking at each other, or if they're actually supposed to be dancing, but there's not, none of the surrounding stuff around it. And I think if they're it's just totally in their head. I think it's like a hallucination. Mm-hmm. They are just standing there, both having the same daydream. Yeah, which is only weird because they're sharing a daydream. Yeah, which just yeah, super. And not as romantic to me because then it's just like they both had a dream. They didn't, they shared it, but they didn't really share it together in the way that like if they had actually danced, but it was just like in the middle of a construction scene Mm. like that, I feel like is more magical to me than just like, and then we just both tripped out together. I liked it. I I really, I think it was kind of effective Mm. in like. The idea of this, of, you know, dance symbolizing mm-hmm. romance and a relationship, but yeah. also the idea that, like, that this is weird, that this mm-hmm. this didn't really happen. Yeah. And me spacing out and having a daydream because I like a boy, mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. 
us having the exact same daydream at the same time, not normal. And when they talk about it later, being like, was there a ban there? How did that happen? I like it. Yeah. I don't know. that. It just feels... If you're going to have it just be like a shared delusion, that feels creepier to me if they're not dancing. Then it really... Then it really like brings up the idea of like, what is this magic doing to these people against their will? Mm. <laughs> whereas, whereas like, if they kind of like magically share a dance number that they actually do in some way, even if it's like not as grand as it looks in the actual fantasy version, but they're just kind of like, you know, like just kind of slow dancing together. So like if they're having a fantasy where they're doing mm. this waltz yeah. and you come back to them in real life and they're like swaying. Yeah. Like that would even be a little gentler way of the, then it's not like, you're implanting memories in me. I gotcha. It, where it's 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 more like they're fantasizing together as opposed to it feels more like and then we put this thought in your brains because I'm crab god and this is what I want for you. So you're saying th- the difference between like embellishing what's really mm-hmm. happening versus straight on drug trip. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Like totally that, understand what you're saying. Yeah. And then plus I also I think you miss the comic opportunity of if they are doing at least some kind of dance together um, – uh, and I probably, what I would have wanted from it, and I understand budgetary, even if they wanted to, probably not as easy to do, is have, you know, the full on fantasy number and have that be really sweet and fancy. And maybe the real version that they're actually doing is a little clumsier and like they're almost going near things that are dangerous. And then it ends in like a weird position where they're embarrassed when they finally snap out of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a nice, like, romantic comedy thing to have, like just the embarrassing sure. moment. Like he where- dips her and they walk in and he's like, she's like, uh, Mm-hmm. my back <laughs> yeah like, uh-huh. and they're like right next to like some big burly construction dude and they're just uh ooh, um. <laughs> yeah and like i just feel like yeah. that uh, i don't know it just could be a lot tighter there i do like the idea of the dance number i find mm-hmm. it sweet but yeah. yeah also props to both of them they're very good dancers yeah they, no very that, good job that definitely helps so she gives her restaurant southern cross a whole new menu and that crab is still just chilling on the shelf. And I use the word chilling in like air quotes because he is getting fresh and not eating and pooping everywhere. I but actually like looked magic. up like, what do crabs eat? Because <laughs> like, they don't acknowledge that they even know he's there yeah. until like, you know, four more scenes. And you're like, so he's hiding mm-hmm. so they don't eat him. Yeah. And no, it turns out they know where he is. Mm-hmm. Well, they talk about it like, oh, yeah, and then we found the crab doing this. Like, you, ne- you never showed us that. Like, why is all the – all? why are most of your interactions with this crab happening off screen? Yeah. So Tom and Amanda have a tentative date for late that night. Mm-hmm. Um, the restaurant's really busy. You get the, the guy at the restaurant that wants to redo his whole meal but start yeah. with the dessert. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like a lot of times I think I'm still hungry. Yeah. And then, like, give me 10 minutes. I'm like, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So he needs to give it 10 minutes because he did just eat a whole meal. Yeah. Um, but also, fuck Nolan for fat shaming him. Yeah, it was like, and it was weird because it was like so casual that it barely even registered as a joke. So it just felt meaner. And it's just like, customer service job. You don't yeah. get to say that. No. And why would you want to? He's going to buy another meal. Yeah. That's more money for you. He's a better sport about it than I would be. Yeah. I'm a little confused why he pretends to have a late meeting. I think he was trying to talk himself out of going. Like, I'm not, maybe I'll be there thinking that, like, maybe I won't go. But then he ended up going. 
Because it's like the third date. Yeah. Okay. Because it seemed equally plausible that he it was like his plan to make sure that they boinged. <laughs> I'll get to that. But no, I, at this point, I think he was saying like the band did i really dance with her what is happening to me i shouldn't mm-hmm. see her again right yeah. i shouldn't see her because i'm not acting normal around her mm-hmm. and then she wants to make a date he's like i think i might be busy and then but because he can't resist her and her food he just wants a free meal so here's my thing he gets so many free meals out of this deal mm-hmm. and like if I were Amanda, I'd be like, I've been cooking all day, buddy. Take me out to a nice restaurant. I mean, he did buy her all new plates. After his girlfriend smashed them. But not him. And I think she only smashed like five plates. Okay. And she got like 30. 16. Yeah, she got a lot. So yeah, he shows up after midnight uh, with a vanilla orchid for her that he stole from work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he straight up stole that from work. He's like, I got you a present. <laughs> It's like, that's not really that romantic. <laughs> not really. I guess now interpreting it as he was trying to resist her, but she was simply irresistible. Um, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense because it really felt like this was some weird plan of his. But then it seemed really weird that then he was like, oh, I forgot to get a gift. Let me grab that. But now framing it as like he didn't want to say no necessarily, but he didn't want to see her because he's feeling weird. It's the third date. Might be tripping. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. But I he'd again, he'd be tripping. He'd be tripping. But this is like <laughs> I think the second time we've seen the movie, and I didn't get that from just watching the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think he's rude as shit here because mm-hmm. not only does he show up like two hours late, and she's yeah. been sitting around staring at her watch. He shows up after midnight. I have been asleep so long by that point. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, he might just know that restaurant people tend to stay uh, up longer. Sure, but... and that makes sense. But she has been sitting there for a while. Yeah. Um. So he shows up, and he's immediately like, "Hey, how about some dessert?" Like, excuse me, rude. She has closed up. She has cleaned her kitchen. Bring her fucking Twinkies. Well, it also feels like the way he says it is very much like, "How about some dessert?" Yeah, because I showed up after midnight. With stolen flowers, because this is a booty call. Won't get on this dick. <laughs> like, uh, sure, I guess. Let me so bring they, in some sex fuck. So they both lie. He says, like, oh, I had a late meeting. And she says, oh, I had this group that wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I lied. I did. There was no meeting. And she's like, I lied. There was no group. A really um, solid foundation to build a relationship on. And she says, sorry. Why is she sorry? She admitted that, hey, you're actually a bigger asshole than you thought you were because instead of me having just gotten out of work, I've been waiting for you for two hours. Mm -hmm. Why does she apologize to him? I I mean, if you're asking me to explain character motivations in this movie, we're going to be here all night. I just don't understand the attraction to him. I think he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, he's like, there's certainly the, the, the Mr. Darcy trope of a guy who seems like kind of an asshole but isn't. But you have to like... Really make sure the but isn't is there right. like, in a romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of just like, he is no Mr. Darcy. No. He's kind of just an asshole. So this whole thing, I'm just like, I, I mean, you're only the male lead because A, you're pretty. Mm-hmm. And B, the movie tells me that you're the romantic interest. Yeah. I'd rather see her, uh, you know, get on with Larry. Who's Larry? Uh, the, the friend, I forget the character name, but is Nolan. 
Nolan. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, she and Nolan would be yeah. a great couple. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> they they that share would be similar. Such interests. a fun ending if she's like, "You've been a dick." He's real nice. Yeah. And he and, he and thought he, my my dress was hot. Yeah, he touched his belt, so, so. I might touch his belt too. <laughs> might. Uh, so she mixes the vanilla orchids into the batter mm-hmm. and makes vanilla fog. And they make out immediately on the floor. Like they mm-hmm. just like down, like there is down. no foreplay. We are grinding. Which brings us to another conversation about consent. Um, if magic is making you do it, is there really consent? Because if magical fog is yeah. like putting you in a state of mind. Yeah. So, okay. Couple things. In the end, I mean, like, in the end, it's made clear that he likes her without magic. Mm-hmm. So retroactively, we can feel better about this scene. Yeah. If I accidentally, I was, I, let's say, uh, me and... You left your roofies near the stove. Well, I was going to say, what if I thought something was Tylenol? <laughs> And I had a headache, so I took Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And this other person had a headache, so he took Tylenol. And it turned out that we took roofies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a rapist. No, but that crab is. Accident. <laughs> that crab is making it all happen. That crab is a fucking monster. <laughs> that crab needs to be, like, boiled alive. And I'm a vegetarian. So, like... Like, okay, so maybe the it's, but I'm saying it's not Amanda's fault. No, no, and I don't really know like, not what she does. She's not like trying to drug him. No, but like the consent is iffy on both their parts because they've been unknowingly drugged by magic crabs. I'm trying to think of like a scenario of like you know, if two people are at a concert mm-hmm. and there is just a cloud of lots of pot. Mm. And it makes them feel a little loosey-goosier. Yeah. We don't know how much the magic is like making them do things or just maybe putting them in the mood a little bit. But there's clear examples in other scenes. Like when, um, this is like probably the most uh, iffy, uh, is when Patricia Clarkson is forcing an eclair into Dylan Baker's mouth. I mean, that one is straight up, I'm dosing you. (laughs) Yes. And she kind of knows what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. and it just like immediately makes him want to, you know, go to Bone Town. So like we know it can do that. So I'm just saying it's but weird. Yeah, like weird. 18 years on, there's some issues that I think they weren't really thinking about at the time that make it a bit uncomfortable. Uh, and the fog sets off the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. Fire department shows up. Building burns down. I'm making all this up. You're nodding. Yep. <laughs> okay. No, that's the ending I wanted to happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Tom Chef quits over his knives. Give him some knives. <laughs> Just give him some knives. Because his knives got lost. Is it their fault that his knives got lost in custody? He's a dick. Yeah. It, just like another like two-dimensional dick. It's, sure. I mean, it's, it's a, 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 any romance, any comedy, especially romantic comedy, you're going to have some one-dimensional villains. Sure. And the idea of like a temperamental chef is not mm-hmm. outside the realm of realistic possibilities. No. Uh, this is, they've got, uh, the, the cover of every little thing she does is magic. I don't mm. like this cover. I, I really don't. Or this mm. sequence. I, f- I feel like both the police and cooking are kind of ruined for me. <laughs> I guess the cooking isn't that bad, but I, I don't like the cover. And I feel like it could have been done. Like I should, this should have been a really, 
exciting scene. And it was just kind of like, okay. The, the, you're talking about when he smells the food from... The whole, like, with the, every little thing she does is magic, okay. like, sequence. Okay. Yeah. So, Tom, uh, the regular customers bring some eclairs into his store, and he mm-hmm. can smell them from, like, four floors away. Yeah. And he goes running, and, and he hound. steals them. <laughs> if he gets with Amanda, he is going to gain some weight. Yeah. Unless the magic makes weight not happen. Sure. And then that, I that, will go to that restaurant all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, that guy that Dolan uh, fat shamed, he's gonna be he's gonna be losing all sorts of weight. Fabulous. That he is that is the, the best restaurant ever, honestly. Yep. <laughs> she just has to start making amazing salads for him all the time. <laughs> uh so Lois steals his eclairs. <gasps> magic aside, this is not cool. If no. a coworker just has food on their desk, you don't get to just eat it even if there's a box of donuts from dunkin donuts on Mm -hmm. their desk and you're like they brought in a dozen donuts that's clearly to share you ask first yeah like if you put it in a common space sure yeah but not on your own desk no dick move yeah but i mean this is a character who shortly after this is kind of date rapey so well i mean so she eats one and she like immediately Mm -hmm. orgasms on his desk Whoa, now. And she's not like, what's weird about this is that she's not like, what is happening to me? She's just like, yep, and this is great. And like, yeah. there should be a part of you that's a little terrified of yeah. like, uh, food shouldn't have that big an no, effect. No, I mean, like, I, I've heard people describe a food as orgasmic, but I'm pretty sure they're exaggerating. Yeah. Also, like, they're weirdly close that like. For like coworkers, they're like yeah. besties. Po- I always feel like. They must have boned in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that vibe. Yeah. Like, and it was just kind of like a, maybe like after an office Christmas party or something. And they're just like, ah, well, that's never going to happen again. See you on Monday. See you on Monday. (laughs) So Tom vows to never see Amanda again because Mm -hmm. clearly he's losing his mind. What is going on? Yeah. Uh, Lois. Thirsty. Or the giant caramel eclair box. This is a bi- Those things oh. are itty bitty. Yep. That is a big ass box. She knew she might need extra strength to force <laughs> a, a man to have sex with her. Uh, so she gets them to go and then force feeds them to Jonathan in the elevator. Like a roofie. Yeah. Like that's, it's really like, that's the most uncomfortable. Cause yeah, with the, you know, SMG and Sean Flannery stuff that you can like, they didn't really know what was happening. There was like kind of some mystery. To- no, she knows straight up what she is doing. Mm. Yeah, it it all depends on like what the magic actually does. Because let's say that it's a little bit less like a roofie mm-hmm. and more like, say, a Viagra. If I were to force feed that to someone, they don't have to act on that physiological response it's i didn't really i mean i'm it's still not a thing you should ever do but like i i feel like it forces you to also have the emotional response like it makes a bunch of people cry for no reason this magic Mm -hmm. like is clearly like affecting their decision making capabilities Mm -hmm. in a way that you know if you're doing that to somebody but we never see anybody act on the magic where the feelings are not already at least a little bit present that we know of that we know of i'm just saying we don't know 
then that's what I'm saying. Like we we don't know. We need more information on how this magic works. Yeah, let us grab. Talk to us. You need to defend yourself. <laughs> or old man, maybe come back and explain shit a little. I don't want to talk to him. He gives me the creeps. <laughs> Even though he's written some good plays. Uh, so Tom goes to the restaurant during the dinner dinner mm-hmm. rush. This is where I feel like you knew it was the dinner rush, and she's a chef. Yeah. The, you did that. Um, mm, you don't really want to break up with her if you decided this was the time to have a good talk. Yeah. No. Uh, Magic Crab has moved, and he's now wearing a lettuce hat. His second best hat in the film. This is, I swear to God, Tom just wants to eat for free because he (laughs) (laughs) Not like that. (laughs) Like, you know, he shows up at the restaurant at what he knows is going to be the most inopportune time, and then, whoops, I have to wait around, and oh, did I get dinner for free again? I think he's doing all right. Food wise, like he he is doing all right. He's doing just fine. No, but I don't think he needs to scam free meals. No, that but he wants this amazing food. It's not because he can't afford food. It's just that he wants her food. Well, you could just go there and pay for it. I feel like it's rude, but she's not going to let him. I just feel like it's rude to assume that a sh- that your chef girlfriend is going to cook for you. Well, they're not girlfriends yet because they haven't had the fourth date. Wait, wait, but what's it? What's happening now? Uh oh, that's when everything goes wrong. It is. So she peels him a peach for dessert, mm-hmm. and the peach floats down yeah. slowly to the counter. Which does answer the question: any food preparation whatsoever is magic. Yeah, I guess it's like the minimum you can do and call it food preparation. It's like she nukes a lean cuisine. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. Oh my god, she could make so much money just like getting a bunch of like cheap frozen desserts that are like past their best by date. Yeah, she gets like some like, rotten like, fruit. And we're just eating up. Oh, I'm so horny. It's amazing. Uh, was that Futurama episode where like Bender makes really terrible food, but because he laces it with LSD, oh, yeah. it's amazing. I think that might be the plot of this movie. <laughs> uh, so this is where they have the conversation about like, hey, did we hallucinate the same band? They kiss. And as they do, they float to the ceiling. There's some bad ADR here Boop. that when I used to watch this on TV, I thought it was magic. I thought it was like they're sharing thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Their mouths oh. aren't moving. I feel so much better about all the weird headcanon stuff I've done now. Because <laughs> it's a magic movie and their mouths aren't moving and there's weird ADR. And I was like, oh, it's just it's in their heads and it's magic. I would love if like three quarters of the way into this movie, they just introduced psychic powers. <laughs> And then, and then it became like they have to use their psychic powers to get revenge on Hatman and Crab for you know drugging them and trying to make them follow their will. <laughs> You've got some really dark sequels happening. I feel like this is a dark movie if you really think about it. <laughs> and that's what, like, especially on this, like, the second viewing. You take away the like every little thing she does. This been like. Every little thing. Just make it like a goth. Every little thing she does is magic. Make it what, like a... what kind of hell would that be? <laughs> You're always doing magic every time you touch food. 
So, so Tom's really afraid of heights when they float up there. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, he's also much taller than her. So like where she's like yeah. a comfortable two inches. Like, oh God, I'm being crushed. <laughs> and like the longer the scene goes on, the more it's like now his waistband is yeah. up against the ceiling. I'm like, I, I get it. He is not comfortable. Another dark ending it could have taken is like he like floats all the way up and then it just keeps pressing and he just like smushes. Teacher, it's too hard. Because that's how it feels to me. This is a horrifying concept. Mike is not on board with romantic comedies. I'm not in, 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 on board at ones where some evil crab god is forcing people <laughs> to fall in love at its own whims. <laughs> it's not like they knew each other and, and they were like, oh, they just don't see that they're perfect for each other. They made they made all of this happen in a way that feels, I don't know. It's been, what, two days yeah. since they've met? It feels like there's not a lot of agency going on throughout this movie, guys. It's some, there's not a lot of free will. So he's pissed and they get in a fight. And this is where I also feel like he jumps to, like he goes from zero to, I never want to see you again very quickly. I'm not quite clear what he's mad about. Well, and I could see him having this reaction if there had been any buildup to it. Because if he had had a more reasonable reaction of like, this doesn't make sense. Why was there fog before sure. this point in time? Well, and like even his, the way he jumps to conclusions before this, when mm-hmm. he's just like, I can't see her again. Something's happening to me. I'm like, you're just being weird. Yeah. Like the, you know, if, if you met someone and you liked them and you acted kind of like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand me like, whoa, that's not like me. But I'm like, I can't see them again. Oh my God. I can't like, nah. Which, again, I think would make more sense if his character was more established as, like, very by-the-book, by-the-numbers, kind of a stick in the mud. Which is the doesn't... opposite, because when they yeah. bring up the idea of spending all this money on Jonathan's, and he's making it fantastical mm-hmm. and crazy, yeah. and he's like, trust me, I'm going to break all the rules, but no. it's going to be worth it. Yeah, then it seems like, so why, why did there need to be a magic crab in the story? If, like... It feels like they wanted to do that because when I start thinking about his graphs about Mm -hmm. the third date and this is how it goes and her saying like, you're a controlling asshole. Mm -hmm. So maybe they wanted him to be this super controlling guy and that's why he freaks out. But I just don't, it wasn't super clear. And then other things he did do like country, like the way he's like with the the store clerk with the perfume, it's something he's like, let me fix that. It's like here. Isn't he's that artistic, great? yeah. And like he's like palling around with his underlings. He's not like, oh, I, I, let me just fix your mistake. Like that's the kind of characterization I would expect. Something along those lines. And then I mean, like he has like two meetings where he's supposed to be in a meeting. He's like, I'm with Amanda. Oh, I should go back to this meeting. But let me show you the restaurant. Oh, I should yeah. go back to this meeting. Oh, but let me show you out. Like that's not how I buy the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he freaks out, and he, she tells him a man's character is his destiny is that a spell you're dumb you're a dumb dummy dumb i mean dumb. it's a weird thing to say at this point in time sure. but i don't know why you think that was a spell yeah it's just like okay, so what you read that she, in a fortune she cookie she didn't like rub your face and say thinner <laughs> yeah <laughs> but she would need after all this yeah. it's like uh well, i'm gonna balance out some of this magic <laughs> uh so tom is mid breakdown she amanda goes to the store and like pours out her heart which this also feels like out of nowhere you have known him for two days and he has not been nice to you in those two days well that's the problem with a lot of romantic comedies i don't they think don't work is that they 
are so worried about being light early on, mm. but they still have to have like some kind of dramatic conflict at the end. Is that again, it gets introduced very quickly. The couple breaks up almost out of nowhere and then they just have to get back together where yeah. it just doesn't feel justified. Yeah. It, and it doesn't. And I find it very unrelatable when a lot of romantic comedies do that. Cause it's like, that's not, that's not the problems that relationships have. It's stuff that like kind of builds over time mm-hmm. and then like, yeah, maybe have a twist of some kind, but don't, it just feels like so often it's like some random thing out of nowhere that at least one character completely changes uh their opinion on to the point that they need to break up like like well, him in, you, in this one yeah. if you had more of you know during the like every little thing she does is magic mm-hmm. montage yeah. if you like showed more time passing and showed more dates yeah. and showed this becoming a relationship yeah. instead of i've seen you three times and we just met yeah. and you've been mean to me in those times mm-hmm. And again, you could make it more about them finding something in each other that like helps them both. Like maybe he boosts her confidence in her abilities. She loosens him up in some way or any, any other like pairing of characteristics that show. She says in this speech that like, you make me feel like I can do anything Mm -hmm. or be anything that's like, wow. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Cause like he, he went out with you like i just thought you were hot you guys yeah. haven't really had a lot of conversation like no. i guess he likes your food but so does literally everybody else now so yeah you haven't had a lot of conversation like you've had conversations yeah. about him mm-hmm. and yeah it's there's not been a lot of like opening up about who i am as a person yeah. well that's why a couple times in the movie they use flashbacks i think in a really cheap way because it's like we haven't really built the relationship so let's just show a couple of happy moments and that's the same as us building this relationship right yeah uh so angry chef barges in and ruins the moment i spit on your knives mm-hmm. and then tries to spit on his face uh, he spits on himself uh, fine lois introduced jonathan to amanda mm-hmm. and says, oh, she's the one that made those eclairs that gave roger to boner town <laughs> And it's, I like, I do like how Tom's like, no, she can't do it. And she's like, I can do it because that is so me. (laughs) Like, I'd be like, no, I can't do that. And you're like, you can't do that. Like, fuck you. Yes, I can. (laughs) Um, I do like when Lois tells Jonathan, like, you're the boss. And he goes, no, 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 you be the boss. You, you be, you be the boss this time. (laughs) Ooh, mm, okay. All right. Lois and Jonathan getting freaky. Well, it'll be an under dubious start. Dubious start, but I feel like they now they really like it. But now, now I see. Oh, it. it's okay if they like each other afterwards. I mean, yeah, no. There's this episode of Quantum Leap you need to watch. <laughs> okay. Uh, Amanda, so is she's going to cook the dinner at the fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. She thinks her mom's earrings gave her good luck, and that's why she's been cooking yeah. so well. Which I like that detail. That like. Yeah why would you think it's a magic crab yeah and i i like that moment i wish they again with a lot of the stuff they had done more to like reflect back on it so it wasn't like let's say you were seeing this in the theater and you had to go to the bathroom and you missed the one time they mentioned her mother's earrings mm. and made any sort of deal about it um then it would be like what's that about I wish they had like touched on one once or twice, just to kind of like reinforce, like, oh, I, of course, that's why. So you mean instead of him making a shitty comment about her outfit the second time they yep. meet, he could maybe compliment her earrings. Yeah, exactly. So 
Two birds, one stone. We have on one hand him being nice mm-hmm. instead of a dick. Yep. And then bring up those earrings again. Yep. Writing. <laughs> well, it, it, it was her only try. So who, maybe next time it'll be better. <laughs> For simply irresistible too. Just harder. <laughs> So she forgot her mom's earring, but she did pet pack the pet crab for some reason. Which again, we've not seen them bond with this crab. We've seen like no. one time where they're like, oh, let's put some lettuce on this crab that we love now. Like, when did this yeah, happen? Previous to that, she's just been like, eh, I don't think I want to eat that guy. He seems weird. Mm-hmm. And now like she takes him with her. Aunt. What? That's a that's a, a bigger leap than the human relationships taking this movie. Where it's just like <laughs> this thing I was going to cook. And then I decided I didn't want to cook it. Now it's my best friend that I take everywhere I go. There's no explanation for, like, she doesn't know he's magical. Mm -hmm. There's no explanation for why he's special. Yeah. I think it would have made more sense if it was just, like, you know, bringing all this stuff. I'm like, oh, how did you get in here? Sure. Yeah. It just got, like, where you see them packing up Mm -hmm. whatever, and he, like, scuttles off into the bag. Yeah. Sure. Also, don't bring your pet to a kitchen when your pet is edible. Yeah. So, like... Your pet is food, and there's a giant staff of chefs and sous chefs working with you. All sorts of people who could very easily think, oh, we have a crab dish. Let me prepare this. Yeah. Speaking of other chefs, we meet the snobby French sous chef. Mm-hmm. Fine. I guess we needed another uh, shitty chef character. I th- we needed a villain. <laughs> what do we need there? <laughs> A villain, I guess. Yeah. We don't really have one. Yeah, I guess. I it's, guess it's Tom. <laughs> it's, it's Tom. I mean, again, I'm going to say it's the crab. <laughs> this crab is fucking evil, guys. Evil crab guy. Uh, there are no truffles for whatever truffle thing was on the menu, and it's shitty sacre bleu. <laughs> shitty sous chef. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> Um, it's like, in, like oh there are no truffles and like, I can't cook without the truffles yes but could you cook with them which makes her cry oh he's an asshole <laughs> he's an asshole yeah. <laughs> yeah. so she starts crying she cries mm-hmm. into the sauce yep. and the, Nolan gives her a pep talk so she says something to shitty sous shitty sous chef Shit, Ooh, a good, yeah. Shitty sous chef. Shitty sous chef. Shitty sous chef. That is a good tongue t- twister. <laughs> you You're welcome. Um, in French, which I had always mm-hmm. assumed was her firing him. Yeah. Because we don't get subtitles. She's mm-hmm. like, blah, 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 du toi de fig. And he's like, yeah. pourquoi? <laughs> she goes, that's right. And like immediately goes back to an American accent. That's right. <laughs> I'm an American. Duffing. I'm like, that is the most American French shit ever. Duffing. <laughs> like, oh, God, he really hates figs. Turns out, yes. I have always thought that she, in this moment she fires him because I don't speak mm-hmm. French. But later on, they're like, oh, the fig. I'm like, no, she really was just telling him, get me the fucking fig. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Also, you should fire that asshole. Yeah. Well, she's got to prove him wrong by still using his services. <laughs> So Tom's not eating the food, so he's not affected by the magic. But because she cried into the sauce, all the guests are crying. Um, it's weird that it's a good cry. Like, they're all, yeah. they're not, like, sad that they're crying. It's like, they're just bursting with emotion. But she was sad when she was crying. Yeah, the the magic is a little inconsistent where it's like, sometimes it's just 
kind of how you seem. Sometimes it's very much your emotional state, like or just being real horny. Sure, um, that's most of it. <laughs> sometimes it's I'm going to use the exact same words and feel the same way about things that you do. Yeah, I just don't. This 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 crab really needs to lay down some like commandments or something. <laughs> if it's going to try to rule us with its godlike powers, <laughs> I need to know what are the rules, crab god. I'm going to Photoshop a picture of that crab with the two tablets with the Ten Commandments on there. But it's written in crab, but we don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you want, your Crab God? I can't read crab. <laughs> Wait, because they, they, we walk back and forward. They walk side to side. Does that yeah. mean they write up and down? Yes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so her aunt puts it all together. Everything you're feeling is going into your food. Amanda says that she loves Tom. But doesn't really tell us why. Yeah, which is important for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another another thing that really bad romantic comedies. And sorry, it's called really bad. But romantic comedies that don't work for me. Sure. Is when I there's no reason for the two people to be in love other than they're both attractive. Sure, that's mostly romantic comedies. I, <laughs> we're both hot. I think we're soulmates. <laughs> but even if it's as simple as like. We both want to get out of here or like, sure. you know, like finally someone who believes in me. Sure. Like as simple as that. And a couple of points they we talked about how they kind of say that's how the other person makes them feel. But we see no reason that that is the way that that person makes you feel mm-hmm. other than you're hot. So the next course is uh, duck, mm-hmm. which puts the guests in like a con- content trance. Like, yeah. You know, the, the couple who are like, oh, my God, they're not talking, but they're just. They're really chill and very zen in that mm-hmm. moment. Because that's how she got, I guess. Sure. I guess. Cool. Uh, now that she knows what she's doing, yeah. and she's aware about it, she cooks for dessert her signature sexy, sexy fog. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't understand. So do you make yourself... <laughs> like, what is she doing in that kitchen? <laughs> right? Like, because they're all feeling randy. Do you just, like... Yeah, put on a porno when you're cooking. Yeah. Um, and this does bring up the the idea of if we're the sequel isn't going to be about revenge or taking down the evil crab god. Um, <laughs> if they just live happily under its reign, because they have to like she has to be happy every time she cooks. She can't have a bad day. That sounds awful. <laughs> See, this is an evil crab god. <laughs> Like in your life, there are definitely days where you go into work and you're just like, I got to power through this. She can't do that because then her food is going to suck. Not in the customer service industry, Mike. In the customer service industry, she'd always be happy to I'm sorry, I can't finish this. (laughs) (laughs) But like, and that's just like a natural part of being a human being. It's, it's, it reminds me a little bit of the, uh, the, the Billy Mummy, uh, uh, Twilight Zone where, uh, everyone has to have happy thoughts all the time. Oh yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, terrifying. Okay, good point. No, you got me. It's it's a horror movie. <laughs> uh, so Amanda pieces out. Mm-hmm. Tom reflects back on their dates. This is all the flashbacks you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, this yeah, this is where it really gets bad. Yeah. Uh, they just miss each other because one took the elevator and the other took the stairs. And oh no! Oh, if it's really that determined, if it's like she's not immediately out here, ah, I guess that's done. How <laughs> will I ever see her again? It doesn't even like go to like one of the doormen and say like, 
Hey, uh, if you see that lady uh, who's like the cook in there, just uh, give me a ring. Also, he knows where she lives. <laughs> yeah, he could have gone to like, he knows that she lives right next to where she works. Those are probably the two places you're going to see her. That actually would have been better if he was like, I'll catch a yep. cab. Oh, mm-hmm. there she is. Because mm-hmm. she stopped in traffic. Yeah. And you know what would be even cuter is that like he ran to 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 like go to her and he's like, sullenly sitting where she was sullenly sitting so at least you get like some visual representation of them being similar in some way that sure. makes them have a relationship um i'm trying to give it something that's what makes a relationship definitely <laughs> it's similarity of geography um <laughs> but like and then have it be that like she throws the paper airplane to get his attention and and then he's like what oh that would have been much cuter what did that be so- that's adorable yeah. Oh, yeah. that's not how it ends. Mm-hmm. Instead, nope. uh, she jumps in a cab. He throws a paper airplane out the window. Mm-hmm. He kisses it first. Yep. He throws it out the window. It goes through her cab window. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets out of the cab. And leaves that cab driver in a real lurch. Yeah. I mean, she, to be fair, like if you had gone like five feet and mm-hmm. she's like, never mind, I don't think most cabs would charge you that like $3 starting fee. Yeah. I think it's more that she's not like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's just like, paper plane, here I go. Yeah. Like you don't see her being like, I can't, I gotta, yeah. I can't do this. We're talking like, about the free cab ride I got because he couldn't break a 20. <laughs> that was all. I felt so bad. It was like 2 a.m. I'm like, I uh, don't have anything small. Yeah. Like, you should be able to t- break a 20. He's like, yeah. I guess you rode free. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I literally have nothing. I can't even, like, tip you because I mm-hmm. literally have nothing else in my wallet. Wow. It was great. I still think about that guy. Like, what if he got in trouble? Well, he should have had change. Also true. Oh, so she runs back in and goes to get on the elevator. And you get you get a mannequin wearing a dress. With a note that's saying, wear this dress. Remember when Amanda Pete's character called him a controlling? Yeah. And it's like, so, like, this is, what is this, this scene? Like, <laughs> why what? does she need to put on the dress? Yeah. And what's it, wrong with her outfit? And even if it's just like you, you like had an idea of like her wearing a different dress. And for some reason you thought like, oh, she should like grab a new dress. Couldn't it just be like her idea of like, or maybe she gets something spilled on the dress when she's leaving and she's like, Oh, I don't want to go up like this. She sees a dress in the rack and is like, yoink. Like, that would be kind of cute. Or like, the if the idea, again, if, if they just drop the ball on the idea that mm-hmm. he is very controlling, yeah. this would be a very controlling move of like, I want to choreograph yeah. how this grand mm-hmm. reunion's going to go and you're going to yeah. wear this. And like, one, it is too late in the, if he hasn't learned this, his lesson yet about yeah. being controlling, it's too late. At and, this point, he needs to have learned that lesson. Yeah. And it there is it is a cute moment when she, like he expects to like mm-hmm. see her when she gets yeah. off the elevator and instead it's an empty mannequin with just a note that says thanks. That's cute. Yeah. I, I guess that's kind of teaching him a lesson. Too late. You need but, to have learned that lesson before she decides to return to you. And I also don't think that's terribly clear that that's what she's trying to do and I it would have been better if she had just like chosen a different dress then instead of like just being like okay i'll do what you want me to but i'm gonna pretend like i didn't for a sec yeah like that's not really not really gonna like teach somebody to not behave in a inappropriate way i'm also gonna say like i would like in the same way that he was just like 
earlier he was like explains the outfit and like I'd punch you in the face if you said that to me if you were also like I want to be with you but you have to put on this dress first I'd be like uh you can fuck right off <laughs> like and I like a pretty dress but yeah. don't try to tell me what to wear <laughs> I will decide that especially if it's been what four dates right like no it's one thing if like we're going to your parents house for Christmas and you're like um Maybe not the lace thong. Me, I mean, as your only you maybe bottom wear leggings under that, because it's kind of short. Yeah. Or like mm, maybe a scarf around the neckline that's kind of low to meet grandma. <laughs> then like, yeah, fine. We'll talk about it. Can we find a sweater that doesn't say "fuck the police"? Just, please, just this once. Um, but yeah, in this moment when he needs to apologize mm-hmm. to her, yeah. He doesn't also get to dictate what she wears. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird moment. Like, and it seems like it's, it's a moment that I could see in a different romantic comedy that's calling back to something. Sure. But that's not something that we established in this movie that, that he's like, I guess it's the control thing, but then that doesn't make any, oh. No. It's really frustrating. The, uh, the one, uh, asshole French chef that's still there. Shitty sous chef? Yeah. City sous chef. (laughs) And Mike's now speaking French fluently. So, they have a shot where he's like, oh, my friend the crab. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I feel like the subtext is that he's going to fuck that crab. Well, especially because he's feeding the crab the sexy food. Yes! We have established as the sexy food. So... Either this is like the scene where the crab finally gets his like just rewards. <laughs> and like that way that like weird 80s comedies would be like, oh, that character is going to get his rewards by being raped. I was going to say, no one deserves to be raped no. by a creature whose genitals are like the, bigger than you are. Or general like rape should not be a punishment. No, uh, either way. But like even worse when it's like, I mean, like you do seconds into this rape and you were dead <laughs> it's either it's either that which you know sure uh I, i'll give you props for being ballsy on that at least um because <laughs> of his giant human testicles it's a um, penis <laughs> it's a penis um or it's just like I guess the the funny like oh the two that you wouldn't expect to be a couple or a couple at the end because it's clearly romantic. <laughs> You're my friend. <laughs> oh my friend. He's pepping up you. <laughs> He's gonna rip the crap the same way that the skunk wants to rip the cat. I let it just. Wait, is it because it's got the little hat? My stomach hurts like it does. Ow! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna rape the crap. Ow! Rape's never funny. We shouldn't be laughing. Oh, my stomach, Mike. We have to stop. <laughs> oh, this is the end of the podcast. Uh, oh. <laughs> Ow! Uh, uh, art is painful, guys. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so the, she runs up to the restaurant and the reason that she wasn't in the elevator mm-hmm. is because she had to stop for shoes. Cool. Because girls like shoes. Yeah. 
uh, at this point, I just, I just, I've just stopped caring. <laughs> he says, I love you from the minute I first met you. Mm-hmm. She said, you mean when I had my hand up your pants? Men are so easy. Mm-hmm. And like that line, I'm sorry, I laughed. I legitimately laughed. <laughs> but that just reminds me of like another little, I guess, kind of equivalent nitpick. The way she like reaches out of the table is clearly not to grab a crab. Oh, she wants to get some. Yeah, it's like there's a difference between a man leg and That's a, a sexy, and a crab leg. Sexy ankle. Yeah, he's like, and she's like, ah, give me that, give me some of that ankle. Mm-hmm. Consent, that- consent, guys. <laughs> ankle consent. I, I guess so. It's the only kind of consent you're going to get in this movie. Um, uh, so they're they're floating, kissing, in love, yeah. whatever. I I kind of wish that they had done it where they're floating a little earlier, which I know is it seems like a weird nitpick, but like to make it more like the magic was between us all along. It wasn't just the food. Oh, like before the. F- so they're not like in the fog when they're floating? Yeah, so it's not like, okay. oh, and then the fog lifted them up. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, are we going to talk about the tiny crab hat? Tiny crab hat. What else is there to the, say? Where where did that come from? I mean, we're assuming it's just crab magic at this point. Because it's got like. magic. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Crab magic. <laughs> no consent allowed. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's from the toy department <laughs> from the Kendall. Now that's a deleted scene I want to see. That would be great. You know what it is? It's she she chef. Um <laughs> is like you just see him like running frantically to the toy department and then you see like I got it. And then he comes back with like In a little the same way that Tom has yes. to dress up yes. Amanda. Shitty sous chef has to dress up his date too. <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> Yes! Make that seem epic! Oh my god! It's perfect! I don't know why, but I also want the crab to have a tiny saxophone. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, he's gonna join the band. <laughs> oh. Okay, anything else you want to say about Simply Irresistible? Um, well, are you ready to go? Alternation no. Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhein Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Um, but since I couldn't find an international title, there is an alternate title, the original title of this film, which you actually said earlier. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Fog. Mm-mm. Yep. Nope. Nah. Yeah, no, that that's not that's not sexy. <laughs> this is the prequel to Vanilla Sky. Yeah, like, <laughs> and even that that was kind of like a because this is a weird m- movie where it's like a trippy mind thing. Whereas I, I think this movie this movie isn't trying to be that. Trippy For me, mind it was thing and sex. I'm sorry, isn't this the same movie? For me, they're much more uncomfortably Let's close just than be I would clear. Liked. Vanilla Sky is the one with the sex party, right? No, that's Eyes Wide Shut. My bad. All right. Never Vanilla mind. Sky is the one where it's like Tom Cruise. It's a remake of, of um, I think the original is um, called uh, Open Your Eyes, Opera Los Ojos. He's in a car accident that's like um, caused because this uh, woman he was dating that he like broke up with very callously, like kind of like goes nuts. And then he's, you 
you're not sure like what reality he's in because it starts off as he's in another relationship, but maybe this is all in his mind. This is very disappointing. Wearing, I was very excited yeah. to make a sex party joke. No. Because they're basically at a party at the restaurant yeah. and there is sexy fog everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is turning into an orgy. Yeah. This would be great if this were a prequel to Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, that would be great. This is how that, that whole society started. Yep. That old crazy sex club. Vanilla fog club. That does sound like the name of a secret sex. <laughs> it does. The Vanilla Fog Club. So I have to say, overall, like as much as like this, I mean, this is a batshit crazy movie with a lot of problems. Yeah. I still had fun while watching it. Like, if you, I feel like if you're watching it with the purpose of like this is going to be like completely disposable and stupid and fun, I had fun. I mean, there's definitely worse ones out there. Like, I do give it points for trying something different. It's not just like every other romantic comedy. There are definitely moments where it kind of goes to like romantic comedy trope wells, but it like really swings for the fences with like, we're going to have straight up crazy ass magic in this. It's, it's going to be no way fans or buts, not like, Oh, is there maybe something like, no fog shoots out of apples. There's a crab <laughs> with a tiny hat. This is on. It's a cute idea. The mm-hmm. idea of. You know, magic food yeah. that, like, you know, that the the chef is mm-hmm. also a witch, yeah. and not like malevolent, mm-hmm. malevolently, and even unknowingly, right? It's kind of like fun, um, but it, I, I just feel like there's a version of this movie I would really like. Yeah, um, one version I would really like was um, something I found out originally. It was written for an older lead. Hmm. Like a middle-aged woman, mm-hmm. which also makes more sense. The place has been there for 70 years. Yeah. That it might have been started by like that person's grandmother. Not necessarily like – if it was like 70 years, that would have to be like Sarah Michelle's great-grandmother. Right, right. But I, I think uh, like it, she was either talked to or was attached at one point. Holly Hunter, I could really see. There wasn't talks to do it as like the middle-aged version, which I also, also think like if it was – written better and who knows if it would be there's a little bit something a little more interesting about somebody like really finding their their passion and their lust for life at like a slightly older age where it feels Mm -hmm. like there's more that they've missed out on was compared to like 20 year old sarah michelle geller it's like what you gonna do i spent a year out of college what am i gonna do yeah like there's that's a story but that's not as interesting to me as like somebody who's just kind of like I, you know, I work at the restaurant my, my mom made. Like, you know, I, I love her and I love the restaurant, but I just, I've, I've never really been a chef. Like, there's something more interesting about, like, and then, like, that kind of, like, finding your passion, finding in some way your power. That's a lot more interesting of a story to me than, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess the restaurant's closed. Um, I guess I'm going to get a magic crab now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's something more interesting about that. And I also, yeah, the, the romantic interest had to be a, more appealing for me to be more into it because he's kind of just a handsome dick. <laughs> he's a handsome dick. He <laughs> <laughs> got a handsome dick. No, yeah, I feel like you can tell that this was written by someone who is never has no other IMDb credits. This yeah. is their only script, and it feels like if you take you took if she had taken this idea mm-hmm. to someone who's more seasoned yeah. and just is better at this and said like, Hey, help me fix the problems. Then yeah, maybe you have a more appealing personality Mm -hmm. for a male lead. Maybe he has a more clearly defined personality flaw Mm -hmm. that she helps him overcome and vice versa. 
Well, just get like sharpening up a lot of things. I think mm-hmm. that that was one of my biggest problems. There were moments where like jokes just kind of either happened very limply or didn't happen where there's just like what? Yeah. So easy to just have a joke that would be fun there. Well, and like you were something that was interesting what you were um, saying about like an older lead. What I like about this is the idea, not that like, uh, you know, this restaurant's failing. I'm only 22. What am I going to do? Yeah. But more the idea of like, this is a legacy that my mom and probably mm-hmm. my grandma left me and yeah. I am ruining it. I'm, yeah. I'm throwing their life's work mm-hmm. down the toilet yeah. because I suck. Yeah. And I think that's totally mm-hmm. empathetic like yeah. or sympathetic of like oh my god I, that would be awful. Mm-hmm. So if you took that idea and say like the reason that stuff started working out is she found an old cookbook of her mom's. Mm-hmm. It turns out the cookbook is magic yeah. or like it spells. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what makes things taste better yeah. and that you know you bring the mom back into it mm-hmm. more. Well, there is a theory that I read about, I forget it was like the Wikipedia or IMDb or something, where like one explanation is uh, of of the, the film is that more or less um, Gene O'Reilly is an angel and the crab is a reincarnation of the mother. Okay. And that's the one doing the magic, which sure, if that was spelled out in the last scene he's wearing her mom's earrings <gasps> now i'm just imagining the the sure 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 um just grabbing the earrings off of sarah michelle geller and bringing it back to the crab <laughs> mash it with that top hat yep. i have to say like you know the reason i think that i do enjoy this movie mm-hmm. is sarah michelle geller i think no. she is just charming in this yeah i mean if you're looking for just a romantic comedy that that has like a fun cast. Like I do enjoy the cast. I mean, um, not even, I don't, I don't like Sean Patrick Flannery in this. I don't think it's his fine. fault. I think his yeah. character is written strangely yeah. and doesn't make sense, but I like yeah. Lois. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like the ant character. Mm-hmm. I like Nolan, yeah. but I think, I think SMG really sells it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she has the right balance of like mm-hmm. sincere, but also like quirky and fun mm-hmm. and light. Like it's, it's the kind of thing where I didn't leave saying like, Oh, they they should never have made a, a, a romantic comedy with Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's more like, oh, I wish she had gotten like a better romantic comedy. Yeah. yeah. But she's, I mean, her comedic timing. Yeah. She has good comedic timing. Yeah. yeah. Sean Patrick Flannery, uh, his comedic timing isn't that great. Blech. He's there. He's fine. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate some badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. So who dies? There's an obvious one. Um, the other crabs. Yes, the sous chef murders all the other crabs in front of his crab friend, and that's why this is a horror movie because yep. he murdered all of his friends in front of him, and he's like, "Fuck you, assholes! I'm taking my revenge." <laughs> Sex fog. Yep. I'm taking away your consent. Yeah, <laughs> psychosexual thriller. Like. Crabs have a really weird, twisted way to get revenge. I never knew this they about crabs. They are some perverted asshole, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Famously crabs. Yeah. yeah. Famously. Famously crabs. I mean, crabs. Is that where crabs come from? Crabs? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's, they just really like to get all up in your biz. You're welcome. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on that note, I have nothing else to say. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off Never Leave Me and Bring On the Night when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Can open your fist.